She shares a birthday with Usain Bolt, Bo Burnham, and Casey Musgraves. She's released singles for seven movie soundtracks. In a span of just three years, she won seven awards for her acting. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs Presents Hayden Penetier, part five of our Penetiera. Welcome, Paige. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we love having you as a guest here on History Duffs. <laughs> I love being a guest for every single episode. I'm so thankful for the opportunity, yeah. for the platform. You are our longest running guest. Wow. I wear that with pride. Yeah, you're like Will Ferrell or like Alec Baldwin on SNL. Yeah, on SNL. I'm glad you clarified because at first you lost me, but <laughs> I'm back. Or do I mean to say Steve Martin? Is Steve Martin the long-term guest? Steve Martin has hosted a lot. Will Ferrell was a cast member, so I feel like it's almost it doesn't count. Yeah, he doesn't count. It, it's Steve. It's Steve. It's Steve. It's always Steve. Mm. Well, classic Steve. <laughs> classic Steve. Okay, we're wasting time. We're here to talk about Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> yes, and finally, finally, okay. finally, we're going to talk about heroes. I know this. You have been waiting. I really your whole life in some sense to talk about heroes. I've been waiting since my senior year of college at least because that's when you and I lived together and we watched Can we tell the really quick story about heroes, our history with heroes? Yes, I don't even know it. You say it. Oh, I think we've told it before, honestly, but we watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer together in college and loved it. Mm-hmm. And then once we finished Buffy, we were looking for another show to watch together and enjoy. And we started Heroes. And I just couldn't. It didn't It didn't do for me what Buffy the Vampire Slayer did. It, yeah. Or just I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to move on, you know? I think we had really big expectations because we, we wanted something like Buffy. And kind of for no reason we chose heroes totally which would never really scratch that itch but it but kind of in that it's like many episodes of a actiony show exactly it was like a female protagonist and there's sort of supernatural elements we were on the right track it just didn't hit everything we needed it to or at least for me cuz you you did like it you liked season 1 i did but i stopped you said you're not watching anymore i said i'm done too it's dead to me <laughs> I ruined it for you. It's really, that's, I'm sorry. No, but I actually did, on my rewatch, I did enjoy season one, which is why the show I think is so disappointing because it gets so bad so quickly. I had always heard with season one, everybody loves season one, and they're like, it should have just been one season. And there's good reason why it went off the rails in season two, and that's because of the writer's strike. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you want to see firsthand evidence of what happens when you don't respect writers or understand their craft, like you end up with a shit show. But I have to say, like, I don't even think (laughs) I don't even feel like season two is the worst of its problems. Like, I'm kind of embarrassed for them that season three and four are so bad because I'm like, well, what was your excuse then? They're like, oh, they put all these plot lines. We were just trying to, I'm like, oh, please, please, honey. You guys, they're just jumping back and forth on that shark. Like, 
I can't even tell you. It's like a it's like a soap opera. So throwback to Hayden's early days. But each character has such a long, storied back story. Long storied backstory. <laughs> History, historian, history duffs. Of us. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very, very official. But, like, it's an ensemble cast. So all of these characters have these really complicated backstories. And a lot of them don't keep up. Like, they stop making sense. Uh, but, yeah, ask me anything. I guess I could ex- do you wanna start give by give us? Yeah, do you want to give us, like, a little, just a quick one-sentence, two-sentence summary of what Heroes really is? Yes. I will try my hardest to make a one-sentence summary. <laughs> Heroes is an American drama series uh, with an ensemble cast, and it's essentially all of these people start developing powers. And they're weird powers, and they don't know what to do, and we've got people in Texas, Japan, um... Mexico, California, we have all of these people, all New York, all over the world, develop, India developing these superpowers, essentially, and the show is about them and their lives and how they're all interconnected, and they end up saving the world several times. Uh, but its most famous like headline, or what people remember from Heroes, was the tagline, save the cheerleader, save the world. And of course, Hayden Panettiere was the cheerleader. The iconic Claire Bennett, who is the best part of that show. I've never seen it, and I would have guessed that she was the best part. And season four really doesn't have that much Hayden. And I'm like, what? That's It starts to just really go downhill. That's sort of how I understood it was like season one, it's like they either save the cheerleader or they don't. So like, where do we go from there? Well, here's the thing. And do you want me to spoil the end of season one or just like talk about it a little bit because it's so annoying well I imagine they save the cheerleader because she is in the rest of the series they they save the cheerleader I mean but also Claire her power is that she can heal so she can't die Mm -hmm. so it's like they save the cheerleader but even but she if she had died she would have resuscitated That's actually a great segue to a little game that I've arranged for you. (laughs) What? A game? Okay. (laughs) Well, just because there is so much heroes that could be talked about, I've tried to, um, yeah, just make a little game for you to help guide the conversation, I guess. I love that. Yes, please. Narrow it down for me. Okay. Basically, I also have... a. A game for you? Oh, okay. About heroes? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh, I'm very curious now. Um, okay, so basically, I am going to give you a character, and you have to tell me what their power is. Oh, easy peasy. Except these superpowers are weird. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see how easy it is. Let's see how closely you are paying attention so to closely. heroes. <laughs> Okay. Starting strong. Uh, Peter Petri- <laughs> Peter Petrelli. Peter Petrelli. Now that's almost a trick question because like myself, Peter is an empath and his power mm. is that he can have your power. But it changes throughout the story 
And at one point, he even loses his powers, and there's an injection situation. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you nailed it. That's empathic mimicry. Uh, I also, I almost said Petrocelli, like the teacher from That's a Raven, but we're not in our Raven Simone era anymore. <laughs> stupid, stupid. Um, okay. Uh, Hiro Nakamura. Ah, oh, my favorite character. Um, he is the master of time and space, as he would say. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Maybe we should, like, rapid fire these. Okay. Should we, like... Sure. Go. I have quite a few. Okay. Isaac Mendez. Paints the future. Matt Parkman. Can read your mind and then can also control the situation and, like, make things appear to be like he's like where people are like oh you're under arrest he's like no i'm not and they're like no you're not so whatever that is he's a gaslighter gaslighting gaslighting uh (laughs) nikki sanders now nikki's power is more of like a curse in that she has a evil twin sister who's uh, no evil dead older sister named jessica who she like stares in the mirror and then becomes and jessica's like really strong but then, and I'm sorry, but Nikki, it's not a short answer. She then uh, becomes other people. She plays two other characters. She's a triplet. Allie Larder. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know if you're yeah. going to be asking wow. that question, but she also then okay. has Elsa powers. I don't think so. She has frozen powers. She can, like, freeze stuff? Not only that, she's herself is, like, made of water. And so when she, like, at one point, like, turns to ice and they shatter her like they shoot at her and then all of the water comes back Mm -hmm. together slowly over time and then she's whole again it's kind of like the secret world of alex mack where she can turn into goo or no not at all (laughs) she can turn into goo what are you talking about did you watch the secret world of alex mack she i guess not (laughs) she turned i was thinking you know what i was thinking i thought you were talking about andy mack (laughs) Oh my gosh, no. And I was like, I swear I did watch it, which is why I'm really confused. That is so funny. No, Alex Mack, it was like late 90s, I want to say, maybe even early 90s. It was like a little before I was alive. (laughs) Oh my God. Wow, that's so funny. Okay, she's a triplet. So there's also a character named Barbara, but we don't know what her power is because the show got canceled. They were, like, going to bring her on, but they didn't, I guess. Dang. Poor Barbara. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Uh, the Haitian. Um, he makes people forget things. So he's, like... Perfect. A mind sweeper. Mm-hmm. This I, is removing memory. Pretty good. Uh, Claude Rains. Claude Rains? Oh. Claude Rains? Claude, Claude Rains. Uh, is is he? What does it say about his character? Um, I don't know. I don't have that information. Okay. Uh, is he? Uh, is is he indestructible? No. Guess just superpowers. Uh, just guess. Start guessing superpowers, and you'll you'll hit it. Uh, uh, can hear your thoughts. Nope. Flying. Mm mm. Stretchy. Mm mm. Swims underwater. Nope. Uh, sw- <laughs> swimming isn't a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> underwater, you say? <laughs> yeah. Michael Phelps is a hero. I don't know. What is it? Tell me. I don't even know who the... Invisibility. Do you remember a guy that turns invisible? Honestly, couldn't see him. 
<laughs> he was there the whole time. He was actually in every single scene. You just couldn't see him. There's a girl who turns invisible. <laughs> you don't remember Claude Rains? Oh, well, it's not her. It's no. definitely a man. Uh, apparently, he was named for or named after the Invisible Man. Like the in the original film, like from the early ni- 1900s, from like the 1930s, The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man? More like the forgettable man. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay, okay. Here we go. They're going to get harder, I guess. Okay. Uh, okay. Gabriel Gray. Ugh, Siler. He's the bad guy. He has the worst power. His power is knowing how things work. Okay, that's exactly the answer I have, and I also thought that was a bad power. Let me tell you, it's the worst. He's like the he's the anti antihero. The whole he's the bad guy. They call him Siler because he's like a a watchmaker, and his power is like when he's with someone, he'll like hear clocks ticking, and it's um what's his face, Zachary Quinto. Okay, got you, Siler, Zachary Quinto, Zachary Quinto. watchmaker hears. Here's when people have powers, and then his power is that he kills them and then takes their power. So then he has a bajillion other powers. Oh, that sounds great. Do you want me to tell you what they are, or can we go on? I mean, I'm assuming it's like some of like similar to powers that we've heard already. Is that right? Yeah, but they're also like crazy ones, like like really incredible hearing, but then also like you can make stuff turn to gold, or you understand cars really well. Like you're like magic at engineering or you're like mm. magic at the computer so i don't know just next so it just sounds it's instead of powers it sounds more just like skills yeah like they kind of get like you're just like good at stuff they start like running out of stuff and because he's going on a killing spree taking people's powers and i'm like that guy's power is that if he like squints hard enough like ice comes like it's just like weird stuff yeah um okay speaking of bad powers or things i don't understand hannah gittleman hannah gittleman hannah gillman i feel like i went to camp with her yeah she's gittleman gittleman okay um or that's i mean that's what it looks like i think that they introduce her season four in a very they in again a very Michelle Trachtenberg, Dawn from Buffy kind of way where it's like, mm. oh, she's been his partner all these years. Like, and they had an affair. Oh, no. It's like, what? Ugh. Like, they just kind of acted like we knew who she was. And the policy at the company that they all work for is one of them and one of us. So it's like one regular person and one person with powers and the company's like evil and whatever. Mm. Never really made it clear what her power was. What is it? This says electronic data transcription. See, this is what I'm saying. Which that just sounds like a job. Like literally, that isn't that that's a power. Isn't that what Chandler Bing does? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't. Okay, whatever. Um, how about Bob Bishop? Bob Bishop. You remember Bob Bishop? No, but I'm guessing he's like really good at chess. Uh, so close. Transmutation. Still nothing? Okay. That means nothing Meredith to me. Meredith Gordon. Meredith Gordon is Hayden's bio mom, and she has the power mm. of fire. Fire. I'm bringing you the fire. Remember Camp Rock 2? Uh, yes. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> if I don't say anything, it means you got it right. Uh, San, San, oh gosh. 
edit this out if I say it wrong, but San Sanjog Iyer, San Hog Iyer. <laughs> Anything? I don't know what you're saying. He, he he escorts people through dreams. Oh, okay. No, I don't know who that is. You don't remember this guy either? <laughs> oh wait. Okay. Is he wearing a Universal T-shirt? Oh, you don't know. I don't know. I retyped this on my computer. I don't know. There is like kind of like a very like, in my opinion, kind of like racist caricature of like an African man who's like mm. taking you on your like spirit walk. And he's like, it's very like uh, the Lion King. And he's wearing a Universal yeah. Studios shirt, um, oh, which I have in silly. my notes to be like, what? <laughs> Is this interesting? Uh, but yeah, he's like that might be him. Yeah, maybe. I didn't. I don't know. I I just did some googling, some light googling. I think that's so him. Sure. Yeah, I think that's him. Okay. Who else is escorting you through um, your dreams? Exactly. That's exactly. It sounds like you described it. But right. they have like a kind of like an ayahuasca ceremony. Like I don't know. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, Candace Wilmer. Candace, Candace, Candace. Oh, oh yeah. Candace can um, take the shape of anybody. Shapeshifter. This says illusion casting. Oh, that yeah. That sounds like, yeah. She like. That sounds like, that sounds right. Yeah, she changes her body and then she'll be like, and she'll change the scenario and make you think that like people are dead or that you just robbed a bank. Like, yeah. Another gaslighter. Um, Nathan Petrelli. This is um, Milo Ventimiglia's brother, and he has the power of flight. And he's mm-hmm. Hayden's bio dad. Uh, whoa. Hayden's adopted. Okay, gross. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because Hayden dates Milo. Is that why? Who's her uncle? Yes. Yeah. But to be fair. She dates her uncle? Yeah, she dates her uncle. But to And it's why it's kind of weird. Save the cheerleader, save the world. He's going to save this cheerleader, and you're like, okay. And then there's, like, a little bit of a connection between them in the hallway. Like, their eyes meet. And then he ends up saving her. And then you find out that it's her uncle. So it's like, ew. Because at first – but at first you're like, ew, she's in high school, and he's an adult. She's literally 16. Yeah. you feel like they're pushing the – but I think it's just because they had that weird sexual chemistry, I – guess i don't know it's weird Uh, it's weird and that should never (laughs) whether they know or not it's very luke and leia very luke and leia it's luke and leia it's like why why did we have them kiss yeah if you knew where this story was going why do that okay (laughs) why do that um how about west rosen oh he can also fly yeah just two people that Which fly. is funny because Hayden dates him, and she's like, I must have daddy issues. Oh, my gosh. That's good. That's pretty. They, should, they probably and introduced him just for that joke. I kind of liked him, and they they um, kind of nod towards him being the guy that Hayden ends up with in the future because Peter's like, he reads her, he's like, hey, Hayden, call up that old boyfriend of yours, the guy who can fly. He's like, and that's his way of being like, you'll get married oh, to him someday. I, like, I gotcha. But in their relationship, and I have to tell you this, he like, they realize that they can both fly, whatever. He like pressures her into bullying Diana Agron, 
who's a mean cheerleader at the school. And he's like, come on, let's pull a prank on her, like to teach her a lesson. Oh my God. It's really so fucked up. Okay. Diana Agron is drinking and bullying the cheerleaders at a football field at night. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, the way they Mm -hmm. do. And she's, (laughs) and then Hayden like takes her aside. And as they're talking, West, the flying boy comes, picks her up and then drops her on the bleachers so that she dies. And then she dies in front of Diana Agron. To traumatize her. Yes. And then Diana Agron, like, calls the police and is like, I just witnessed, like, an insane, like, murder. And then Hayden comes to school the next day and she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you had too much to drink. And she doesn't want to do this. And this boyfriend kind of, like, pressures her into doing it. And it's like, right after Hayden promised her dad that she wouldn't um like stick out in any way because at one point diana agron mm-hmm. even like challenges her to like a cheer off <laughs> which do you know who you're messing with have you listened to our bring it on episode no because it's not out yet but still i'm sorry did you do you, have you ever uh diana agron worked with sue sylvester if you want to talk about who's a more qualified not yet she hasn't worked with sue yet she hasn't I wonder if Taylor Swift watched this and was like yeah I love Diana Agron well Hayden Panettiere and Diana Agron are friends in real life we'll actually get to that I've got oh well see this is how they met but they traumatize her and then Claire ends up in the newspaper oh what I'm saying is that Diana um, challenges her to a cheer off and Hayden like climbs to the top of the tower and is like gonna jump but then she's like remembers that her dad doesn't want her to stick out so then she like doesn't do it and they're all like boo Mm. and then she like Mm -hmm. pulls the worst quote-unquote prank in it in the history it's like horrible yeah that's awful this whole show is about gas yeah and they like kind of ruin her life because she gets like in trouble for underage drinking and then she's like called like a crazy person in the press like is really fucked up and then Cla- mm. claire has to move to california because she's in witness protection yeah so yeah. you, sh- you sh- next time you ask <laughs> about crazy. west get get ready for a rant i'm ready i mean that's pretty much it that's all i've got you did great thank you thank you i have some how do you feel <laughs> i feel amazing and but i have more to talk about okay it's really important too Go for it. Okay, remember how I was telling you about the um, the Dreamwalker, the African yeah. guy? Um, one of the things that he says is, should have gone with Sprint. Oh, like the cell phone company? Yeah, because Sprint is advertising this in this entire show, and they have some of the most, like, overt advertisements I've ever seen. That This was the time for, for stuff like that. A lot of TV shows commercial people were starting to record things on their dvr or their tivos so they would fast forward through the commercials it was the same way with teen wolf they were like insane i just rewatched all of teen wolf insane product placement it's like someone's literally dying and they're like pull out your sidekick and like it's it's (laughs) insane yes this guy's like should have gone with sprint i'm like Mm -hmm. what okay i have a little riddle for you because there is a really fun cameo well not a cameo essentially some of some actors that we know 
appear in an episode. Um, And I was so excited about it. No, but that we're, you know, that are in the Duffiverse. I would narrow it down a lot if we knew them personally. (laughs) It was me. I Did you know that I was in a flashback (laughs) scene? So this is Milo's mom is having a flashback, okay? Like she's flashback to her childhood. So we're meeting Milo's mom and Milo's aunt. Um, Mm -hmm. So here's the... (laughs) So there's a big sister and a little sister. You get it. Okay. Yeah. I have a... So I have a quiz, a riddle. The big sister is the only good gal from Zoe 101. The little sister is the real little sister of the girl who made Gilmore Girls less fun. Whoa. Okay. Okay. The only... Wow, that was a really good riddle. The only good girl from Zoe 101? Yeah. It's not Alexa Nicholas. It is Alexa Nicholas. It is? Oh, Uh, my gosh. Okay, okay. Wow, I'm so good at this. I, like, screamed when I was like, oh, my God, Alexa Nicholas is playing Angela Petrelli in a flashback. Oh, my gosh. Okay, and then is she the older one or the younger one? Psychic powers. She's She's the the older older one. one. So you got the first part of the riddle. So then the the riddle is the little sister... Mm -hmm. Is the real little sister of the girl who made Gilmore Girls less fun? Who made Gilmore Girls less fun? Um, who made Gilmore Girls less fun? Who do we hate from Gilmore Girls? Oh, is it a boy? A boy, the boy character? No, it's a girl. It's a girl character on Gilmore Girls Mm -hmm. that we hate. Yeah, come on. Who do we hate on Gilmore Girls? I know. There's someone, and I, I probably hate them so much I've blocked them out. Who do we hate on Gilmore Girls? Oh, my gosh. Um, give me a season of Gilmore Girls. Um, they could be in several, but give me one that's like I shouldn't remember them from this season. Oh, oh. Also wild because Milo Ventimiglia is obviously in Gilmore Girls as well. From a later season, but I will say – because you said the word season. <gasps> I know it. I know it. Um, it. <laughs> uh, Laura. Um, Laura. What are what is mm-hmm. their last name? The girls. Oh, no. Murano. Murano. Laura Murano. Wow. That was a really good hint because I forgot that her sister was in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Because I did just completely block out the whole Anna Nardini, April Nardini <laughs> storyline. I Yeah, that was just the worst storyline. Sorry to the Murano girls. It's nothing against of you. It's just not. that that was the worst storyline. It's also in- a Dawn from Buffy situation where it's like, oh, yeah, Luke had a yes. daughter in high school also. Sorry, spoiler. We probably shouldn't like- spoil Gilmore Girls for people. But come on. That's so goofy. Come on. It was so goofy. Yeah. Oh, it was so goofy. Okay, I do have one more riddle for you. Oh my gosh, so many riddles. I love it. Okay. There's another person in the Duffiverse okay. who becomes Claire's roommate and mm. actually love interest. Oh, is it a girl? It is a girl, yes. Okay, okay, just want to check. In the Duff. Okay, let's hear the riddle. Okay. If her role on the nanny wasn't enough, she once played a sister of Hillary Duff. If you still can't remember, this might build that bridge. 
She plays the tallest daughter of Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> that is a riddle in the sense that it rhymes. <laughs> I don't know the actress's name, but she's the she's the stepsister from A Cinderella Story, and she's in The Nanny. Madeline Zima. <laughs> the youngest daughter in The Nanny. Yes. Hey, wow. what do you mean it's only a riddle because it rhymes? It also has clues, and it tells a story. It does have clues. <laughs> this is amazing work. <laughs> no, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. I like it. It just was easier, and I like that about it. <laughs> well, not not all of them can be Aprils. <laughs> that was really good. No, exactly. This was perfect. It was a good balance, you know? Um, I do, and I don't have any riddles for this, but I want to tell you some. I am Skip it. <laughs> I want to tell you some other guest stars that we get in the Heroes okay. franchise. Um, yes. Kristen Bell in a very Veronica love. Mars-esque role. So really fun. I love. We have the butler from Jesse. Oh, wow. Bertram or something Yeah, like Bertram. That? Yeah, he's... Big on TikTok. He's a mafioso. He's like a bad guy. Um, we have Clea Duvall, who's... Misty from She's All That. You'd recognize her. Oh, I love She's All That. Um, Yeah. Jayma Mays, who is Emma Pillsbury, the germaphobic teacher in Glee. Oh, great. So Diana Agron connection. Another Glee connection. Okay. Love it. Uh, We already have Alexa Nicholas, Laura Moreno. We have Tessa Thompson. Wow. And then we also have Dana Davis. And do you know how we know her from, what we know her from? I'm almost positive I went to high school with a girl named Dana Davis, but that's probably not what you're looking for. Did she play Chastity Church in the TV series, 10 Things I Hate About You? <gasps> Did I tell you my story about her? No. Well, she was also, this. I'm about to blow your mind if you don't already know this. I don't. Chastity Davis from the TV show, 10 Things I Hate About You, was Hilary Duff's roommate in Raise Your Voice. <gasps> oh! Same actress. Wow. So back to the Duffiverse we go. Look at that. Full circle. What's so funny, speaking of Duffiverse, is that at one point in the show, uh-huh. Hayden Penetier is forced to tell a story about a frog in front of Madeline Zima. And it's like exactly like Cinderella's story. It's eerie. Too similar. That is funny. Like, what are the odds that the story is a f- about a frog? Too similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my story about Dana Davis, it's not so much a story as it is just uh, something that happened. I went to brunch for my friend's birthday and Dana Davis was there eating brunch and I couldn't place her. I was looking at her forever and I was like, oh, she looks so familiar. I can't figure out who she is. And I was like, I see her mm-hmm. for some reason with like Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union is coming to mind, like looking at this girl. And then obviously I figured it out and was like, oh, because she played the same character as Gabrielle Union in the TV show of 10 Things I Hate About You. And I was so proud of myself. The way the way that your brain works. But she looks exactly the same. She looks so good. <laughs> yeah, she does. It's it's kind of, I'm like, whoa, yeah. you have an age. Um, and she... No, not a day. She's she stunning. plays um, Allie Larder's niece. Um, okay, and so she's gotcha. the cousin of uh-huh. Micah. And Micah's skill is that he can just computer things. And then her skill is that anything that she... I'm pretty sure I can do that, too. <laughs> I have a computer. No, not like him. I can computer Not like things. him. Not like him, you can't. Can he build us a website? Oh, my God. Micah, please. 
Please. If you're listening. He can, like, touch an ATM and, like, all the money comes out. Like, that kind of thing. Oh. But he can also, like, nice. turn off the lights. That. He's just really good at the computers. Again, I'm not sure if it's mm-hmm. a superpower. Just a technopath. A technopath. Like, from Sky High. Oh, and I was going to say, kind of like the, um, remember the character in Buffy who's, like, a, a Wicca internet witch? What, what was what was that called? Like the internet. Honestly, witches. it's been too long since I've seen Buffy. I should rewatch it. Uh, they she had like a special name. She's like I'm a telewitch. <laughs> telewitch. I want to be a telewitch. I want to be an internet witch. How do you sign up for that? I right now, right now is how you sign up for that. Um, all right. I think I've said I everything that. I need to say about heroes. And did you like uh, watching it? All the way through? No. 73 episodes? No, at some point I started to really not like it, actually. Uh, I was really forcing my... It's also because I'm watching it on a platform that had commercials. So that was very frustrating. Oh, Hope. What year are you living in? 2023, the year of the peacock. (laughs) Also, at this time, we're talking about 2006. This is when Hayden became a spokesperson for uh, Neutrogena. Okay. Slay, slay, slay. Which I remember seeing those commercials. Yeah, I do too. Neutrogena girls were like the it girls. The splash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like there were Neutrogena girls and there were proactive girls. And both were iconic. <laughs> Wait, who were the proactive girls? Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Avril Lavigne. Yes, Avril Lavigne. Uh, yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. But there were a bunch of Neutrogena girls, too. Vanessa Hudgens was a Neutrogena girl. Hayden. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking. blanking. I'm but, Drew Barrymore? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. No, she's Lash Blast. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's Lash Blast. That's Lash um, Blast. Also at this time, uh, maybe should have, could have probably mentioned it a little bit sooner, because I think it was a little bit before this, but around the time that um, Hayden Penetier was 16... Trigger warning, should have started with that. Um, When she was about 16, she um, developed an eating disorder after a magazine said she had cellulite. At 16 years old, they said she had cellulite, and it's become like a lifelong, something she's dealt with for her whole life, this eating disorder. That is devastating. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's awful. Terribly, terribly sad. Um, also, th- it was around this time, even earlier than that, when she was about 15, that uh, she started getting given what she called, quote unquote, happy pills. And she's only recently, like in 2023, um, talked about this. Mm-hmm. But it was when she was about 15 years old that people on her team started giving her, quote unquote, happy pills um, so that she would be mm-hmm. really lively and spunky, like on the red carpet. Um, but I mean, just think about how young she looked in like Ice Princess and yeah. even Bring It On All or Nothing, like and she was already taking drugs and, you know, had an eating disorder. It's just so sad. Yeah, and it's really sad when the people who are around you who are supposed to be protecting you are the ones who are giving you the drugs. And I think I think she said later maybe it was like a prescription for Adderall or something that they were giving her? I don't know exactly what it was. Wasn't prescribed to her, and that's what's important. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I know that later in life, I don't know if she never, I don't, as far as I could tell, said exactly what it was. Maybe she didn't even know exactly what it was. Yeah, I don't think she did. But I know that she developed like an opioid addiction as well. 
um, kind of as a result of that. So, you know, it bad all around. But you're exactly right. It's like people that she should have been able to trust who should have been looking out for her, who were giving it to her. And it also sounds like not being totally honest with her about what it was. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Super sad. But it was around around this time. Really sad. Yeah. I mm-hmm. um, was watching a recent interview of hers, like with Women's Health magazine. And she's she's like, every day is a battle, but I'm proud to say that I'm I'm winning today's. I thought that was really sweet and just hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really positive. Like, sounds like she's got a good um, perspective. Yeah. Which is good. I think so. I think so. Uh, it's also around this time that she dates uh, Laguna Beach alum Stephen Coletti. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Stephen Coletti. Stephen Coletti. Wow. Yeah. She said that, she, and she told Seventeen Magazine, she said, I just knew I wanted to be single at the time. <gasps> oh, she said that about dating him? Yeah. Oof. I don't know. There's there's a lot of ellipses in that sentence, so I just felt like I needed to portray that. Absolutely. Do we know where in Stephen Coletti's timeline um, this would fall with, like, Kristen Cavallari? Mm, okay, well, it was for one year in 2006 – Okay, so, so I think Kristen was before that. But they were pretty off and on, weren't they? I feel like they were. Right? Yeah, that was their whole thing. They they have a podcast now, fellow podcaster Stephen Coletti. Oh. And he does it with Kristen Cavallari. Oh, so they're friends? His ex-girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Did they did yeah. they go watch um, Ant-Man 3 together, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I haven't listened to their podcast. I never really watched Laguna Beach. I famously wasn't allowed to watch a lot of stuff when I was a kid and it was like on MTV you know definitely didn't watch Laguna Beach yeah that was like uh those teens are crazy <laughs> and they've I've seen clips of um like the cast of Laguna Beach talking about it and they're like yeah we how were we allowed to just like go to parties and like drink beer on TV when we were 17 like how was that allowed <laughs> yeah how was that allowed I that's what I want to know that, I didn't look into it any further than that, but I'm very they, because you would think if I were watching it now, I'd be like, oh, this is fake, and they've got water in there. But like the cast was talking, they're like, how did we get away with that? I don't know. Really interesting. Go listen to their podcast. It's called like Back to the Beach or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched the show, but I do listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. <laughs> Stephen Coletti is also known for starring in. The White Horse music video? Which Taylor Swift music video is he in? I think it's White Horse. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> right. Someone write in and tell us. Fun fact, I think I'm just discovering this now. Stephen Coletti was in a Taylor Swift mu- music video and so was Tyler Hilton. And both of those two boys were on One Tree Hill. Well, well, well. Tyler Hilton was in the uh, Teardrops on My Guitar video. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good that's a good gig. <laughs> Such an iconic one. He's so lucky. <laughs> I wanted her to play Teardrops on My Guitar at Eras. Yeah. She didn't play like any debut. I got the the surprise one of the surprise songs I got was Tim McGraw, so that was cool. Oh, that's good. I got um The Other Side of the Door, which I really appreciate. That, yeah, that's a good one too. That's you're lucky. I got we got Tim McGraw and um Mirror Ball. 
And it was, Ugh. I went to the, I went to, I you know. You got Mirrorball? That's, yeah. you got really good ones. Tim McGraw and Mirrorball. I felt good about them. We, I went, it was opening, it was like the first show of the tour. And obviously she didn't play anything from debut. But we thought that Tim McGraw was, we thought there was like one surprise song. And that every show she would do Tim McGraw for like the debut era, you know, because she didn't even really mention it. But no. So we we didn't appreciate it at the time because we thought everybody was going to get to Yeah. I mean, it's such a classic. Yeah, it was like her first. I mean, I'm not trying one. to complain, but we did get Coney Island as our second. And I'm like, I, I don't need that one live. I like it, but. But I feel like the other side of the door kind of it balances it out, you know? Yeah, but you got two you bangers. Got you got two like... bangers, though, because Mirrorball is one of my all-time faves. Yeah, I did feel lucky. I did feel lucky. Yeah, count your freaking <laughs> blessings. We're both going again. Hey, We're such brass. <laughs> I know, I was going to say. We're going together. <laughs> we are. I wonder what our surprise songs are going to be. Taylor, if you're listening, <laughs> I want Death by a Thousand Cuts because that's mm-hmm. my breakup right now. <laughs> and yeah, maybe just that song twice. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I could I request one yeah, yours. song, I'll get you- it would be 15 by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Obviously. Because um, <laughs> I that was my my and my best friend's favorite Aww. like song. And that means a lot to like us and our relationship. We were like 14, I think, the first time we went to go see Taylor Swift. And she played 15. And today is literally the 15th anniversary of our friendship, which is just mind-blowing because I still feel like I'm 15 years old. But now I've had the same best friend for 15 years. Ugh, disgusting. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, yeah, but you, you're also not 30. So how- Well, we were like, I guess we were 13. Yeah, I guess we were 13. I think I was about to turn. No, I think I was about to turn 15 when I saw Taylor Swift. But my best friend and I were 13 when we became best friends. And then we saw Taylor Swift at 14. Is that and okay you with saw. you? Aww. Does that check out? You going to check my math again? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought that she did play it. I didn't. I didn't she no, play she it? Play fifteen. She played some like mashups though. She like combined. Fifteen was definitely not. Oh, she played yeah. Love Story. She played Love Story. She did a she did a fair amount from Fearless, yeah. but yeah, not fifteen. Which I understand. It's not like her most famous song. Yeah. But yeah, if I could request one. Me too. Fifteen is super important to me. I mean, I literally put it in my ears on my first day at my new school, like three yeah. years in a row. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I did when I went to see the nineteen eighty nine tour. I got really lucky. My friend had like an extra ticket. Um, so it was kind of like a last minute thing. And it was like VIP. So it was like right there. Um, this is when she had like a pit. Like we didn't even have seats. We just like st- stood the whole time. Um, that's how close we were. But she did one surprise song at every show. And I got 15 at that one. And it was like crazy. It was just like a kismet, like emotional experience that Aww. I went with my friend Chris is the one that brought me and she got up there and she was like giving this whole speech before she started playing it where she was like you know I've been doing this whatever music for the last 10 years and she was 25 at the time and my friend Chris was like 10 years she's 25 oh my gosh Paige like he knew immediately that she was like 15 it was just so oh crazy love it thanks Taylor thanks Aww. for that I know that was for Aww. me shout out to Taylor <laughs> this has been Taylor Swift corner um back to Hayden (laughs) do you want to talk about Shanghai Kiss oh do I the 2007 Um, hit look 
I watched it. Shanghai Kiss is about a man, a Chinese American man, who is a struggling actor, um, and he is struggling because there's not a lot of roles for Chinese American men on TV or in movies in uh, 2007, um, and still not enough to this day. But he really like rejects that identity, I guess. Um, and he finds out that his grandma has passed away and has left him a home in Shanghai. So he goes to Shanghai to sell it, basically. And while he's mm-hmm. there, he falls in love really quickly with a woman. And then he decides he's going to move to Shanghai. And that ends up falling through. Um, but where Hayden's character comes into play is that she and this man are like best friends. She's really um, like in love with him. And he does Best friends from back home or in No, Shanghai? they met on a bus. Um, in in yeah, sorry, in uh, America, in the U.S., they met just on a bus. She's kind of, I mean, she's very like manic pixie in this movie, as you can imagine. But I can why tell I'm, you were gonna say I, manic pixie because of the way that your like eyes started to roll. <laughs> well, there's that. She's very manic pixie, and she's like hopelessly in love with him, and he just doesn't give her the time of day. But. She, the kicker of all of this is that she's 16 and they have a friendship that is way inappropriate. Um, he, oh, she's 16? She's 16. Okay. He like drives her to high school um, sometimes and she like calls him her boyfriend and she just like loves him so much. And they, of course, obviously, like, end up together, despite the fact that she's 16. And they, they, towards the end of the movie, (laughs) towards the end of the movie, he's supposed to be, like, kind of the hero in a way. He is like, you got to go live your life. It's honestly, it's kind of giving Dawson a little bit because she, like, has an opportunity to go to art school in France. And she, like, doesn't want to go after he comes back from Shanghai. She, like, wants to be with him. But he's like, no, you got to go, like, go to Paris. But, like, just remember me. Like, remember me when you're there or whatever. Remember me, the man who groomed you. The, literally, <laughs> literally is grooming her. Um, But she goes to France or whatever and comes back and they get together. So now she's 17. It's just so... She's literally a child. Why would a grown man want to be with someone who's a child? Exactly. They're like, for so much of it, they're like friends or whatever. I'm putting that in huge air quotes because it's like he clearly knows that she has this crush on him and he totally entertains it. Like the bound, there's zero boundaries. There's no reason for an older man to be friends with a 16-year-old girl. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, even if there was nothing going on, it's still an inappropriate relationship. Yeah, they met on a bus. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like this man is, like, her youth pastor. I mean, obviously it would be inappropriate if she fell in love with. But I'm saying, like, there's literally no reason 
Like, this sounds like the uh, hotline episode. Yeah. They meet on hotline a bus. Hotline dateline. <laughs> she, like, asks him out. She's like, do you want to go get coffee or whatever? And he's like, how old are you? So he, know, he knows. And she's like, what does that matter? Like, I could be the one. And you're like, she's just, it's so manic pixie dream girl. It's just, it. And her name, oh, Hope, her name in this movie is Pixie. Is Adelaine Bourbon. <laughs> she is <laughs> she's not like other girls like she likes bourbon she's so she's so not like other girls it is painful how little <laughs> she is like other girls. other girls like wine but i like bourbon <laughs> she wouldn't know she's 16 she's in high school he drives her to high school and his best friend is played by I'm blanking on his name now, but he's in The Hottie and the Naughty with Paris Hilton. Of course. <laughs> you know. You know. Um, but he's also in Hatchet, which is a scary Based on movie the book? that Based you probably on the book? wouldn't have seen. No. Mm. Completely unrelated. Good question. <laughs> Never mind Nothing then. like the book. <laughs> that I have not seen. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just... it was That part was really unnecessary. The whole movie sounds unnecessary. Not that it was like good... Otherwise, yeah, but it there were they were at least like trying to do something, and then they really ruined it with um, this whole grooming situation. Which Hillary Duff movie did it remind you the most of? If I had to pick one, I would say War Inc. Because mm. <laughs> what not? Yannicka Baby Yat is kind of an Adeline Bourbon type, you know. I'm dead at that answer. It's really not what I was expecting to hear. I don't know what I was. Ex- no, there wasn't. I didn't have an expectation, but it wasn't that. Yeah. If I'd had one, right. it wouldn't have been I get that. that. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um. So that's all I really have to say about Shanghai Kiss. Could have done without watching. Fair it. enough. Sounds <laughs> sounds like a movie about grooming. That was what was it marketed for teens? I don't know, but Hayden Panettiere is heavily featured on the cover of the movie. It's, like, mostly her. And I thought it was going to be about basketball because it was, like, it looked like Hayden Panettiere, like, in the forefront and then, like, a basketball hoop behind her. She's so short. But it's not. (laughs) It was not. It was not that. But, yeah, they definitely were, like, capitalizing on the fact that Hayden Panettiere was in it and using her to, like, sell the movie, despite the fact that she's, like, not in it all that much. Because he goes to Shanghai for a lot of it, you know? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. English version. That was in 2007. Yeah. Final mix. Well, okay. So um, some things did happen in 2007. It was this year where Hayden went to Japan um, to... Are you okay? Oh, you just shocked at Japan? I swallowed a, a seed. Oh, no. From my water. It's okay. <laughs> oh, you swallowed a water seed? Like a lemon seed, yeah. It's in your tummy. You're gonna get a lemon tree. No, no, I took it. I, I took it out. I took it out. You need to go to the hospital. <laughs> oh my god. You didn't swallow it. Okay, phew. A lemon tree will not grow in your stomach. Um, yeah. So Hayden went to Japan this year to protest um, dolphin hunting, and I watched a documentary about it um, that came out a couple years after this incident. And it is hard to watch. Yeah. Um, they kill a lot of dolphins over there. No. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of, they sort of, what I got from this documentary, at least, that came out in 2009, was that 
um, it's sort of under the guise of like culture, like this is part of the culture or whatever, but it's on a scale that it's like, it's really not. Um, yeah, it's not like it's one person. It's not, it's not. And Hayden's even said like, it has nothing to do with like, if it's a cultural practice or whatever, like that's one thing. That's not what they're over there protesting. It's like the, the like farming. Of, yeah. The mass slaughter of like dolphins. Um yeah, it's it's a downer. As I get older, I seem to love dolphins more and more. I I don't know, but I, I was visiting my mom at um we went to the beach in Texas and we saw dolphins and I was like Aww. crying and I was like, Okay. <laughs> I do really love the ocean. Mm-hmm. I saw a baby dolphin at our friend's bachelorette party with a mama and a dad, and I also cried. Uh, yeah. And when I saw Avatar too they like hurt water animals and I also cried and yeah they're not even real they don't even exist in the real world but I was like don't you dare do that to them dolphins do they do they do <laughs> dolphins, but I, yeah. dolphins are real <laughs> I I was like crying and, and my boyfriend at the time was like it's not a documentary like this is right. all CGI I cry at everything dude me too Tell him to get over himself. I will. You know what? We're all like Peter Petrelli in that we're empaths. Yeah. My boyfriend mentioned um, The Grinch earlier, and I started crying about, like, Baby Grinch, because that's, like, one of the saddest scenes ever. <laughs> I thought I you wasn't were... even watching it. He just mentioned The Grinch. The way that you said that, I thought you were going to be like, he, like, called me, like, The Grinch. <laughs> no. No, he nope. just talked about it in general. <laughs> He just mentioned the movie The Grinch. And I was like, don't bring that up right now. (laughs) I can't talk about The Grinch right now, babe. It's like, I have to be in a good mood. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that is one of the saddest movies ever. And he's like, I wouldn't call it sad. (laughs) Just the movie in general is not like a downer. No, it is really sad, though. Yeah, the Martha May stuff. I don't even want to think about it. It's such a bummer. Okay, okay, let's talk Um, about it. But I watched a... (laughs) I watched a documentary um, three years ago about the ocean, and I can't eat fish anymore. <laughs> I Documentaries are really, I believe everything they say and will change my whole lifestyle um, based on what they tell me. <laughs> uh, Good but to anyway, know. Let's talk about something happier. Robot chicken? And that is... What? Ro- oh yeah, Robot Chicken. Did you watch Robot Chicken? I tried to. Uh, nothing really happened. Um, yeah. I looked up a quote, and it's so crude that I I can't say it. <laughs> oh. So. Yeah. yeah, she plays the voice of Chitara in in an episode called Endless Breadsticks of Robot Chicken. That sounds good. Buffy connection. So go check that out breadstick no um because robot chicken is written by seth green who's in buffy sorry got yeah. it okay i'm with yeah. you now yeah, yeah yeah i was like if anything breadsticks is another glee connection <laughs> it's like their hangout <laughs> a restaurant called breadsticks oh yeah <laughs> right that was that's so that's that's really funny writing <laughs> that's pretty good that's hey, pretty good i we got to give that to ryan murphy we don't have to Give him a lot, but yeah, and we, can, we can give him breadsticks and Cheerios, and then we can be done. Cheerios is pretty iconic, yeah, yeah. End really of list. Good. Um, oh, it was also in 2007 that Hayden Panettiere got punked. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, on the TV show Punk. You've been wanting to tell me about this. Well, yeah. Now that time's gone on, it's not like that crazy. But 
Uh, basically, the scenario was that Hayden Panettiere was at a restaurant with her mom, Leslie. Mm. Um, shout out to Leslie from shout Loving. Oh, Leslie. Leslie Vogel. Um, and she gets approached by a guy and his son who he's like, my son's a big fan of heroes. And Hayden seems super sweet in it. She's like down to take pictures with them. And he like sits and talks with them for a while. It's like nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the wife comes in and is like you are flirting with my husband that's basically the whole <laughs> basically the whole bit is she 16 she's 17 yeah she's 17 at the time <laughs> of course disgusting um it's just so it's so this is literally 2007 it's not that long ago and everyone's like okay no, we've and it was- got a hot teenager what can we do to make her really uncomfortable and actually um when they rebooted Punked, they did it without, not without Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher was still a producer on it, but they had they brought in different people to like punk their friends essentially. So it was like a different host every episode. And Hayden Panettiere came back to do that, and she said like, if I were if they were doing that same prank to me now, I would have reacted differently. Yeah. She was like so Yeah, because she's an adult now. <laughs> kind exactly. And it's I think that a little bit of it was like that was not an appropriate prank to play on a seventeen year old. She's getting no. hit on by like a father. No, and, and he, fact, she wasn't to be fair, she wasn't getting hit on by him. It was like the wife was misunderstanding, but But still still that's like the the gross implication is that that's even a possibility. Um yeah. I was watch, trying to watch the Bama Rush documentary on HBO. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't, it was not good. And I was watching it with my roommate who literally did Bama Rush. So it was kind of an interesting perspective. But yeah, I just don't think that we should be like filming teenagers, honestly, like a documentary style. It just felt way too invasive. And I was like, this is so vulnerable. Like, I don't want them to yeah. be, interv- like, I felt like reading someone's diary. It's like, we really should just leave teenagers alone, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about, like, letting kids be actors and the moral, Mm -hmm. like, the morality around that, like, where those lines are or whatever. So it's, like, documentary is even – or docu-series or whatever. It's, like, that's even more – It feels way more invasive because you're not playing a character. It's, like, then you are opening a teenager up to the scrutiny of the world. And as we all know, it's not very kind. No. And it's such a cliche, but – it's like if honestly all I can think about is like if I were 18 years old and there were cameras following me around like I wouldn't stand by a lot of the things I did at 18 you know what I mean and that's gonna follow them forever I feel yeah, like such no, an old like, lady saying I it like that I really but it's wish so that I'd just like been in a hole like a cave for like ages 13 to 18 and I'm sure I wouldn't have like developed into like a normal person but those are such weird embarrassing times like and then you have to be perf- like the performance of being yeah. on camera like even documentary style like you you are aware when you're being filmed and then to have to be so constantly aware of yourself when you're a teenager mm-hmm. and therefore coming into your awareness like no no too much yeah yeah but- totally Mm-mm. That's, I have so much respect for like stars adult stars who protect their kids in that way too and like don't want their kids to be photographed or you know they keep them mm-hmm. separate from like their life of yeah. 
being in front of the camera or Mm -hmm. what have you. I have a lot of respect for people who do that. I do too. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was her episode of Punked. Um, pretty hard to watch. <laughs> One thing I did notice that I thought was really sweet, and it's such a small thing that I hate to even give props, but the when they were before the wife um, interrupted, the they were like taking pictures. She was taking pictures with the dad and the kid, and the dad, um, the guy who was playing the dad, didn't like touch her at all. Literally, they were like taking pictures like this and I was like that was I don't know if he was instructed to do that or if just the actor felt uncomfortable but that was like a small thing I feel like where it's like they're you know it was was nice to see (laughs) yeah exactly they didn't make that a part of it it wasn't like I saw you touching her because he literally did not he like hands off the whole time which is good a small, the smallest little silver lining. <laughs> Breadcrumbs from breadsticks, if you will. Yes. <laughs> um, also in 2007, two more things. Hayden uh, designed limited edition handbags for Dooney and Burke. I looked them up to see if I could buy one. They There's a lot of them on eBay and such. So if you want to get yourself a Hayden Panettiere Dooney and Burke bag... What do, what do they look like? Describe it to me. Sell sell me, baby. They look very 2007. They're like, they're kind of bigger. They're not huge. Remember mm-hmm. when Mary-Kate and Ashley were big, wearing like really big bags? That was like the style in 2007. The big bags, the big sunglasses. They're kind of reminiscent of that. Um, not quite as big, but Jewel like different tones? colors. I really just saw one style <laughs> in several different colors. It was like, I remember seeing a black. I remember seeing a red. And that's all I remember. Okay. And no no further... A pattern? No? That's fine. No. Nope. No pattern. There was like a tag on them or like a, like a you know, like a keychain kind of tag mm-hmm. that said like HP. I think for... For Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Probably for Harry Potter. It could have been a printer collaboration. She should really... Hayden Panettiere should work to do an HP like... She should collab. work with... Um, oh, the printers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. We always called my printer at work Harry Printer. And by we, I mean Harry me. Harry Printer. <laughs> <laughs> me, and I would force it on my coworkers. I'd be like, Harry Harry Printer's working. They're like, They're okay. They're like, don't call him that. Harry Printer's working. Yeah, how often were you talking about the printer or referring to it by name? I guess well, often. You did have to small, print a lot. Yeah, it was like a small like work environment. So it was like, you run out of things to talk about. you got to sure. bring up Harry Printer. Yeah. you got to do your bits. Uh, the other big thing uh, was she started dating Milo Ventimiglia. Ugh. I yeah. roll. I know. Alexa split L connection. Speak of the devil. We were just talking mm-hmm. about Gilmore Girls. So Milo he loves dated, to date a co-star. He dated his love interest in one show and then moved on to his niece. Ugh. Ugh. I just remember I... Uh, and I was, you know, 12 at the time, so take this as you will. But I just remember... Mm-hmm them they started dating like as soon as she turned 18 and everybody was like that is kind of gross you know yeah. they've been working together for two years and it's like he just was kind of waiting i guess it's better than not waiting but only by the tiniest little bit yeah and who's to say how much they were or were not waiting that's true that's true but also like i know that the people on the cast have been like very protective of this like Ando who plays Hero's best friend 
Well, mm. his character's name is Anjo. Apparently, like, he was like, there, he's like, enough of these rumors. Like, nothing's happening enough. And mm. so, like, I think the cast felt, like, protective of their dating situation and insisted that nothing happened. But Interesting. Still. It's... Weird place to... I. That is not a hill I would want to die on. Even if I, like, saw them and knew that nothing was going on, it still just feels weird to... I don't know. Yeah, but I think it's some, because like, they were being interviewed about it so much. You know, like, yeah, paparazzi are coming true. up to them and saying, like, what What about this? What about this? And he was like, enough. It's inappropriate. Like, stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. But I have I have some quotes. Um, if you want them. I Milo them. said... Uh, he told an interview that he would never do it again, but he didn't really, he didn't sell me the way that I wanted him to. He, he mm. was more just like, I wouldn't do it again, but I've learned and changed so much. And he didn't make it sound like the reason that he wouldn't do it again was because it's like inappropriate. Like, Also, I don't think we even said he was 29 at the time. That's why it was inappropriate. It's got nothing oh, to do yeah. with them being co-stars. He was 29 and she was 18. Which- exactly. And they met when I'm she was I'm 28 now. Younger. I cannot even imagine. Can you imagine dating an 18-year-old? No. And I can't imagine dating an 18-year-old who is playing my niece. <laughs> I can't even imagine meeting an 18-year-old. I'm so far removed from any 18-year-old. I don't even know. I know. That's why I was so scared when my 18-year-old brother was coming to town. Because I was like, oh, my yeah. God, what do you do with it? Like, What do 18-year-olds do? I was like, what if he has to eat? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do I feed him? Do I do I feed him? Take him on walks? Yeah. Ugh, gross. gross. What does he wear? And it's also such a it's this is the third out of four people we've covered, this is the third time we're talking about an inappropriate relationship between a grown man mm-hmm. and one of our girlies. And one of our girlies. Yeah, where it's just like Ew, back off. Get your grips off of the underage girls. Can we, please? Yeah. Come on. How about you grow up, okay, and you find somebody who is appropriate? Yeah. And Hayden was, like, they quoted her saying something along the lines of, she's like, I don't seek out older men, but I do like to, I do like mature men. And she was like, and I like people who challenge me, which I think is great in theory, but I think that in these situations it's it's more than someone challenging you it's someone yes like grooming you and and that makes manipulating perfect sense you. that makes perfect sense for Hayden Panettiere to feel that way what doesn't make sense is for Milo to be feeling that way about an 18 year old I can yeah, see Hayden Panettiere's been working since she was 11 months old she has had a job since she was 11 months old I believe that she is very mature for her age and for would sure. like a mature guy who's on her level. Milo, you should not be on her level. You're 29 years old. You should be a lot more mature than that. Yeah, like, and you should have learned from Gilmore it. Girls. Yeah. And he even said, oh, this is what I didn't like. He was like, yeah, you shouldn't shit where you eat. And I'm like, okay. I, I know that's True, an expression. I get but, that. but I don't like that you're referring to like dating Alexis Waddell and Hayden Panettiere as – shitting where you eat that would be an appropriate thing to say if you were dating a co-star that was your age where it's like don't shit where you eat don't you know like 
but th- this is beyond that this is some it's the issue is don't like, groom not, where you eat <laughs> don't groom where you eat exactly Ugh, how old was gross. what's the age gap between him and alexis Bledel? i think they're some i think they're almost the same age if not the same age i think they they were a lot more appropriate okay let me look it up but i i do think so yeah the age difference between milo and alexis is four years oh, okay yeah totally she's four years younger than him so different definitely different different yes oof okay anyway anyway yeah okay so milo and hayden are together we don't like it but it's what's currently happening in 2007 the year of our lord yeah also i'm looking at our notes right now i accidentally typed um it was december of 1830 when they got together (laughs) i did i did have questions about that i was like what's she trying to say with this statement i noticed that the other day and i also was like does that mean the 30th of december like i couldn't and i just left it because i was like i'll figure it out later well then i thought also maybe was she was she 18 and he was 30 because it's yeah that's gotta be what it was because it was 18 and 30 at one point that has to be what it was but the way it's typed it literally looks like December 1830th. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're February. back in, we're back in the affair yeah. of the necklace times. Yikes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, you don't want to be there. Not in France. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks Hope. Thanks for having me again. Um I love being a guest. I hope you bring me back in the future. Yeah. Well, I would love to be invited to be on your podcast sometimes. Seems like I'm always the one like no giving the invitations. My podcast isn't really like that, you know? Oh. I, it's like, yeah. I I want to hear from um, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own platform on here. Um, I think it's yeah. about time other people. I get that. Get the spotlight. Yeah. Uh, the spotlight on the podcast. <laughs> For sure. Well. Guys, please follow us on uh, Instagram and TikTok and tell your friends. Tell your friends about us. If you like us, we should start shouting out people. Shout out to you. Lily. Lily. Oh, yeah. Actually, Lily's a good one. Shout out to you, Lily. Shout out to you, Elia. Shout out to Brendan. Do you know Brendan? I bet there's a Brendan that's listening. And shout out to you, Belgium, our Belgium listener. We still love you. Belgium. This one's for Belgium. (laughs) Well, I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this has been History Duffs Presents Hayden Penetier, part five of our Penetiera, our penultimate episode. Yeah, put that in the universe so that it'll actually happen. So that we can finally wrap up Hayden Penetier and then we can go move on to our next icon. Who's it gonna be? Drop your guesses in the mailbox (laughs) send them to our personal home addresses no bad idea right okay we gotta get out of here we gotta get out of here thanks for listening (laughs) bye